This is Rosen Institute's Your Law Firm, covering management, marketing, finance, and new technologies for growing your law firm. Here's Lee Rosen. It's good to be with you today from Edinburgh, Scotland. We've spent considerable time here, so this has become a very comfortable city for us. We're staying over among the students near the University of Edinburgh. It's a little noisy, but we're still loving it. We're right next to the Meadows, which is this very big green public space from which you can look up to the Edinburgh Castle. We've been eating some great meals. We're not eating the haggis, but we are eating the cardamom knots at one of our favorite bakeries. The knots are from a Swedish bakery, so they're not Scottish. But one of the things that we really love about this city is the diversity of food choices. We've had Indian and Japanese over the past couple of days. We had a big British plate of fish and chips. That was delicious. It's been rainy and we're a little wet because, well, this is Scotland, but we're eating well, so it's all good for us. It's time for your tech tip. There's lots of debate among lawyers about which bookkeeping software to use for your law firm. I see lawyers advocating for QuickBooks and Xero and Zoho and FreshBooks. Folks tend to have a bias for the product that they've been using and with which they are comfortable. I will tell you that I've tried a bunch of them and I don't find any of them particularly comfortable or easy to use. Maybe it's just that bookkeeping is so unpleasant to me. Maybe I associate the software with the bookkeeping and it all becomes a big turnoff. But bookkeeping software is what it is and it's a necessary evil. We've got to have it. So which software product should you use? Well, there's a larger issue in play here and it's this. You shouldn't be doing the bookkeeping yourself. You ought to have somebody else doing it. This is probably the easiest type of work to outsource, to hand off, to delegate. This is a low value use of your time, and you'll find that reflected in the price that you pay for bookkeeping. It's typically very inexpensive, and there are lots of folks out there that will be happy to take this work on for you. So which software should you have them use for you? Well, I would encourage you not to pick the software. What you want to do is pick the bookkeeper. Put some time and energy into finding the right bookkeeper. You want to vet that person carefully. You want to make sure they're competent and honest and trustworthy and capable. And once you find the right person, once you find someone that you feel comfortable handing this work off to, well, let the bookkeeper pick the software. You trust them with your money. You might as well trust them with picking the right software. You want them using the product that they are comfortable and capable and competent with. You can learn any of these products to the extent that you need to be engaged with the product, but you want the bookkeeper to do most of the interacting with the bookkeeping software. So instead of debating which software to pick, pick the right bookkeeper and let them make the choice for you. That's your tech tip. And now for your moment of concise advice. I lost about 70 pounds 25 years ago, and 
I have kept it off since then. In a moment, I'm going to tell you how I did it. Yes, we're veering off into the personal rather than the business today. And if you'd rather keep me out of your personal life, then go ahead and hit the delete button and listen to Joe Rogan or whatever it is. Why am I talking about weight management? Well, my sense is that talking about weight loss is the path to fame and fortune and success. I've seen lots of celebrities do it, so I figured it was time for me to do it as well. Of course, weight management is a big problem for lots of folks, and I've had some luck with it, so I'm going to share my approach. I will not, at the end of this program, pitch you a weight loss book or program or a subscription to an ongoing supply of granola bars or anything. Don't worry about that. Now, my approach to this, it's just my experience. And I think that we are all so different that different approaches work for different folks. We all know that my situation is likely different than your situation. So I encourage you to take what I say with a grain of salt, as they say. Maybe you'll find some little nugget of information or advice here that's helpful. But I'm no expert. I'm no doctor. And this obviously is not medical advice. It's so not medical advice that I'm not even sure that what I've done is all that healthy. What I do know is that what I've done has resulted in sustained weight loss. I started at about 230 pounds and I have stayed for a very long time down at about 160 pounds. I also know that my blood tests are more than satisfactory to my cardiologist and my endocrinologist. I've watched as those blood test results have improved with each little bit of weight loss. The numbers keep getting better and better as the weight goes down. But is my approach, what I'm doing, is it a healthy approach overall? Well, I think that's a really complicated question, and I have no idea what the answer to that might be. What I do know is that those celebrities who pitch their approach to weight loss and they sell lots of books and they do all the TV shows, well, most of them then, once the publicity has faded, they gain the weight back. They don't keep it off. And I'll tell you that for me, that seems kind of pointless. If you're going to lose it, you want to keep it lost indefinitely. You don't want it coming back. So I'll tell you my approach to losing it and keeping it off. I've kept it off for decades. But again, this is what I did. You need to do you. You've got to find your own approach and your approach will very likely be very different than mine. I think there are lots of good ways to approach this issue and lots of ways to get healthy. So let's talk about me and what I did and how I lost a few pounds. First of all, fear. Fear works. It's powerful. The number one thing that I would suggest to you about weight loss is that you have somebody, someone who is influential in your life, scare the crap out of you. Because if you are afraid, well, you will likely be motivated. The fear has an emotional impact and that keeps you going. Fear really impacts our decision making. I think that weight management concerns that are rooted in vanity, well, they can be powerful motivators. So can worrying about your long-term health, all of that is motivating, but 
fear, especially the fear of death, well, it's just a motivator on steroids. Way back in 1998, I had a heart attack and quintuple bypass surgery, and I weighed about 70 pounds more than I weigh right now. When my doctor explained that I needed to lose some weight or that I was going to die very soon, well, that was powerful. I got motivated. So tip number one here is fear. The second thing that you need to do is eat less food. The fear will motivate you. Eating less food will result in the loss of weight. That's it. It's really simple. In the early years, I tried different approaches to eating less. I tried different diet plans, and I took on some of these packaged food plans where they would ship you the food, and they all worked. I lost a lot of weight, and I noticed that they all worked worked by following one simple rule. The plans didn't allow for eating very much food. I was hungry on those plans most all of the time, and my weight went down. I also noticed that it really didn't matter which plan I followed or which food I ate. I could eat packaged food, or I could make my own meals following special recipes, or I could eat in restaurants. So long as I didn't eat very much, and I found myself being hungry pretty soon after I ate, well, my weight continued to go down. Now, some of these plans that people market, they prescribe exercise. And I think exercise is great for you. I don't think anyone disputes that it's incredibly beneficial, but I also don't think it has much to do with weight loss. Weight loss requires eating less food. That's what it takes. You can eat anything you like, but you can't eat very much of it. The food is the key. If you want to lose weight, don't don't eat much food. Now, again, I'm all for exercise. I've done a lot of it. I did running races and triathlons and bike races and swimming and all of that. And it's all good. It's especially good if you're doing it and not eating while you're doing it. If you are killing some time with your exercise and you're not eating while you're exercising, well, then you're probably losing some weight, mostly because you're not eating. Unfortunately, at some point, I discovered these portable snacks that you can eat while you're exercising. They have all these gels and bars and things you can stick in your shorts and pull them out when you get hungry. And the reality is that that doesn't really help with weight management. Sure, the snacks are great if you want to do well in the race and make sure you finish at the top of your class, but they don't help you to manage your weight. You're just consuming more food as you exercise. And so I think exercise is great for your health, but it simply doesn't have that much impact on your weight. So you should exercise. You should be healthy. You should grow strong. But if you want to keep your weight down, what you need to do is eat less. If I wrote a book on weight management, it would be short. It would be one page. It would have just two words. It would say, eat less. Now, how do you know for sure that you're eating less? How do you measure that? Well, you'll know because you'll be hungry. Being hungry is the signal that it's working. When you are hungry, you are losing weight. Now, many of us, we don't know what it means to feel hungry. That's not something we've experienced very often, which is a big part of how we ended up weighing more than we'd like to weigh. If you eat less, you'll soon know what it feels like to be hungry. Now, what should you eat? Well, you should eat whatever you like, just not very much of it. I've done all of these blood tests now for decades due to my 
health issues. And I've played with the types of food that I've been eating to see if my blood tests turn out differently. I've tried being a vegetarian. I've tried eating lots of meat. I've tried all sorts of different approaches to eating the right food. And I have found that my blood chemistry, it didn't change very much no matter what I ate. I could eat salads or I could eat pizza. So long as I didn't eat very much, I continued to lose weight. And interestingly, once I hit my ideal weight, my blood chemistry didn't change very much irrespective of what I ate. In fact, the only real change in my blood chemistry over the years of watching all of this is that my numbers get better as my weight goes down. I can see in my lab reports for my cholesterol and all the other things that they tested. And I can also see in my blood pressure test, that sort of thing. I can see that all of my numbers got better as my weight went down. And so long as my weight stays down, well, then my numbers stay good. It doesn't seem to matter if I eat sugar or coffee or ice cream or butter or meat or pasta or whatever it is. The numbers all get better and stay better so long as my weight stays under control. There are lots of scientific studies about what food is good for you and what food isn't. I'm sure that all of that matters a lot from a health perspective. But from a weight management perspective, what works for me is eating less of anything. The particular type of food doesn't seem to have much impact so long as I'm not eating very much of it. Now, as I mentioned, I have for decades kept the weight off. How have I kept it off? Well, first of all, I weigh every day. That keeps the issue top of mind for me. And as you know, we've been on the road traveling full-time for many years now. We actually travel with a small travel scale. We can pull that thing out and weigh every day with no trouble at all. And that daily reminder, it mostly helps me to keep my weight in check. But sometimes I will start to drift in the wrong direction. I have set for myself a red alert signal. If my weight goes up 5% from my target, well, I know that I need to kick into gear to take action and to cut way back on food. I stay low on food until my weight gets back to the target. And I'll tell you that up and down within the 5%, it happens at least once a year. I have to go into red alert mode and eat less food. So when that 5% triggers, I go back to basics. I do step number one and step number two. Again, I remind myself of the fear of death. I try not to get comfortable with that fear and I go back to eating less food. That's how I keep it off. Now, finally, restaurants. Being on the road as long as we have, we eat nearly all of our meals in restaurants. We very rarely cook anything. And so over these years, I've had to deal with restaurants and the serving sizes and the ingredients and all of that. Lots of restaurants are delicious, but they also tend to be big and heavy in lots of ways. And so it becomes difficult to eat less food when you eat in restaurants all the time. A number of years ago, I came to the conclusion that the solution for me was to eat two instead of three restaurant meals each day. I try to eat a reasonably sized breakfast and a reasonably sized late lunch. I can eat two meals in restaurants each day without 
without eating more food than I need. That allows me to keep it in control. Back in the days when we were eating in restaurants three times a day, well, I would hit that red line way too often and have to kick into gear. Two meals a day works out really well. So for me, that's how I've lost the weight and how I've kept it off. You don't need to buy anything or pay anyone. In fact, you need less, not more, to lose weight. Heating less, that's the key. But it all starts with the fear. And if you need someone to scare you, then call me and I'll do it for you. Next week, we'll be back to business advice. That's your moment of concise advice. Wrapping up from Edinburgh, Scotland, thank you for spending a few minutes with me today. I hope you have a great weekend and an even better week next week. Keep plugging away, moving forward, getting things done. You're on the right track. You'll get there, I promise. We're all in this together, and together we build better practices through better marketing, better management, and better technology. Until next time, I'm Lee Rosen. Thanks for listening to Your Law Firm. Visit rosensrules.com for our free course on the 10 critical rules all successful law firms follow.